This is episode 10, a dual episode with me and special guest Moira Gorski. And we're talking about food restrictions, healthy eating, mindfulness, and being a mother and all of those good topics today on Cultivating Guts. Hello, it's Tiffany, and welcome back to Cultivating Guts, a podcast where we discuss gardening, homesteading, gut health, and following our intuition. I am so excited to be back with you guys. I've had so many insightful moments and ideas about really important topics that I'm wanting to share with you on the podcast. And today, I am actually simultaneously video recording this podcast. So if you've ever wanted to watch us or drop in while we're on video live chatting, this is your moment. You can catch us on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Tiffany Hinton and tune in there. And if you are on YouTube, hello, hello. I have had some really cool recent thoughts, and I recently reconnected with Moira Gorski. We've known each other for several, several years, and I wanted to talk about mindful eating and motherhood and some other great topics, and I'm so excited for this episode and for you to listen to this brand new episode with Moira Gorski. So before we get started... Please make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review the Cultivating Guts podcast and send me a screenshot of your review to tiffany at gfmomcertified.com and we will send you our four-day Hacking Your Health Gut Detox Plan. Also, as you are listening, screenshot your favorite part of the podcast and share it with us on Instagram at gfmomcertified or at Cultivating Guts. I love reposting and I'm excited to hear what you thought of today's episode. I'm so grateful to you and all of the amazing listeners for helping us grow the podcast and sharing it with more and more people. And before we head into the show, here's a quick word from our sponsors. So I'm super excited for our sponsor, Holistic Wellness. It is a CBD company that we found uh, actually online during 2021, and we've been using their products in our house, our family, myself, our girls. Uh, I even gave some to a friend of mine and her for her pet, and it is truly an amazing product. The uniqueness that Holistic Wellness delivers is that it's pre-portioned servings in a broad-spectrum CBD in a portable beverage stick. So you could actually take a package, you can stick it in your purse, you can, you know, pack it in your suitcase, whatever you need to do. But it's also in a stick that, like I said, is pre-portioned. So every Grab-and-go stick contains 10 milligrams of CBD wellness, and they have a proprietary blend in its water-soluble, their hemp extract, which is also very, very unique in that you can put it in water, you could put it in juice, you could put it in another liquid. It completely dissolves, and it's truly amazing. The other thing that is really, really awesome about the Holistic Wellness is that they have different blends intentionally. So this beauty blend has collagen in it. So it helps your nails, your skin, your your different parts of your body that need a little extra boost. They have a stress blend, which has lemon balm, or you're more familiar with what's called Melissa. And it is relaxing. It is also amazing. But if you're actually looking for something to relax you to go to sleep, they actually have a sleep stick. And in the sleep stick, it has a little bit of 
melatonin to help with your sleep along with chamomile, which is shown to help relax the body. They also have a digest blend for those that are listening to our podcast that have stomach problems, complaints, bloating, just issues with digesting. And it contains papaya and turmeric, which are great for digestion. Uh, and it's awesome as well. I like this one. This is probably my favorite. The uh, Digest Blend, it's an orange package. They also have an Energizer Blend that has turmeric and ginger in it. And the Energizer Blend is great if you need to pick me up in the afternoon, like you hit that three o'clock low and you don't really need to reach for caffeine. You just need something to pick up your body. They have a 10-pack that you can order on their website. And what's truly amazing is that for this holiday season, we have a special coupon for our listeners, and the code is GFMOM, so G-F-M-O-M, and it saves 25% off your order. That is like unheard of, really, to get 25% off your whole order. You can utilize this by going to the Holistic Wellness website. We've got the link below in the show notes, and I'm super grateful and excited for our brand new sponsor, Holistic Wellness and to be able to offer you a great CBD product that is organically grown in a greenhouse, never touches soil. It's actually grown hydroponically, and it's combined, like I said, in unique blends with herbs and plants that have additional benefits for your body, whether it's helping you go to sleep or it's helping you aid in digestion or there is, like I said, the collagen or it's the helping you relax or relieve the anxiety. And so super excited. Again, the code to save 25, 25% off your holiday order is GFMOM and we'll have the link and the code below in the show notes. Can I share with you a secret weapon for thriving through the holiday season, thriving through life, and just keeping my gut in check, right? This is Gluten Away from Just Thrive. Uh, I love their probiotics. I found them about 10 years ago. They're a female-owned company uh, based right here in Chicago. And this uh, Gluten Away product that they have is a combination that is my go-to for every meal that I eat out, all of my travel, whether I'm on an airplane or in a car, or even if I'm going to a friend's house and I'm just really not sure about the cross-contamination. This help keeps, helps me keep my celiac disease and Crohn's disease in remission. And when I pair this with their probiotic each day, my gut is truly thriving. I am, have painless uh, stomachs. I don't really have cramps anymore. I'm regular, which is awesome, right? Nobody really wants to get constipated. And I know that I have a healthy gut colony of good bacteria living in my microbiome. Just Thrive's probiotics are a unique blend of powerful digestive enzymes. Their probiotics are designed to support optimal digestion and protect against hidden sources of tummy troubles like gluten. This Gluten Away product has the enzyme protease in it, which is scientifically proven to break down the gluten protein to make it uh, digestible, to make it less uh, abrasive on the gut. The resilient probiotic spores support the complex and complete digestive process and help me alleviate inflammation in my body. Our whole family uses Just Thrive's probiotics, their products, and their gluten away, even my girls. You can bake with their capsules by opening them on the probiotics. The gluten away enzyme, like I said, I take it anytime we're eating out. I take it at restaurants, at people's houses. Um, 
even put it in my morning coffee, right? You can open it, add it to your coffee if you're not sure about the creamer or something else. And with the probiotic, you can do the same. You can add it to your coffee. Did you guys know that spore-based probiotics can survive warm temperatures even? This is how it allows us to bake with them. They can cook up to 500 degrees. And this means you can even add them to the probiotics to your morning pancake batter. Uh, we have a special, special community discount code just for you from Just Thrive Probiotics and their family at Just Thrive. And so the code GFMOM, G-F-M-O-M, saves you 15% off your total purchase at their website. We will add that to the show notes. Uh, we would love for you to add a bottle of Just Thrive Gluten Away and a bottle of their probiotics to your cabinets in your kitchen and also to your purse this season. So you have it with you anytime you're eating out or you're at a friend's house or any celebration or holiday meal. And thank you again, Gluten Away, for being our podcast sponsor. And with that, we're going to head right into the show. Hello, welcome back to Cultivating Guts, where we talk about gardening, intuition, homesteading, and just cultivating our guts and, and going forward. And super excited here to have Moira with us today. I have known Moira for probably 12 years. I'm trying to think maybe. Anyway, it's been at least a decade. Mm-hmm. We've been in different um, circles when it came to networking and different women's events and women empowerment events in the Chicagoland area. And so I'm so excited and honored that she's here with us today on the podcast. And uh, we're going to have a whole conversation around community. And it's not always about the food and about your health and all the different aspects about how the community and the people around you can play into your health along with your food. And so, Moira, do you want to introduce yourself uh, to the audience? Sure. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm very honored and I'm really excited for you for the launch of your podcast. Um, I've been a podcaster for almost two years now, which is really exciting to be able to say that. Um, Congratulations. um, Yeah. Thank you. So, I love it. I love this platform to be able to share things with other people and connect with others. Um, I am a retired nurse and mom of four kids, a wellness advocate, entrepreneur. Um, I just, I am all about connecting. I'm all about just helping people, like educating others so that we can make better choices, more natural choices. Um, and I'm all about you know, when I learn new things, I just want to share those with other people because I think we all deserve to um, live a great life. We can look and feel great regardless of our age. Um, I've been representing a wellness uh, company for the last 21 years and that along with my nursing knowledge and my love of journaling and um, again, connection. I'm just all about, again, <clears throat> figure out what's possible, um, do things natural and um, with ease and I live our best lives. I love it. I love it. And and I am going to dive in a little bit to the food part because that is like my favorite thing. I love eating. Yeah. <laughs> I love cooking. <laughs> I think that's evident for sure. And part of cultivating guts is doing things that cultivate good bacteria or your microbiome. And so from that perspective, right, you just health-based, right? You've got this nursing background. What are the, some of the things that you have done in your life or you've suggested to your own clients to help cultivate like that, that microbiome, the mind and the mental around getting just better digestion? 
Yeah. You know, I didn't, um, I didn't really know, even though I'm, you know, a bachelor's in nursing, um, I just didn't know so much about the gut and how it's so connected. Like when our gut is healthy, then our brains are healthy as well as our immune system. I mean, I remember when I started to kind of go down this natural path and I had a couple of sick all the time kids and I went to a chiropractor who did who does like, you know, traditional chiropractic, but I also applied kinesiology and like muscle testing for allergies and things like that, which, you know, 21 years ago, I was like, that's kind of like voodoo. Like that seems really <laughs> weird to me. There, I'm I mean, sure it was truth the... be told, I was like, what? But, um, but as I started to learn about my kids and their health and their like weaknesses, if you will, based on what they were eating, um, you know, as I started to get them healthier with his suggestions and, you know, he also said, why don't you get on the table? And so I started to learn about, um, again, like what I was putting in myself was having, you know, an impact on the way that I felt, the way that I looked and, um, and all those kind of things. And so, um, you know, I learned, he made some suggestions to tweak my diet. Like I was a young mom with three, three and a half kids, you know, um, and I was, you know, surviving on cheese and crackers and Diet Coke and like wondered why I had an itchy scalp and I had like some dry skin and like why I was exhausted all the time. And, and I also had some, like some of my women things, like I had to go get a repeat pap and I had to get another mammogram. And again, he started to talk to me about cleaning up my diet and, again, putting those, that good bacteria in and cleaning those things up. And as I did that on the inside, then I would feel better, you know, you know, feel better on the outside. I mean, feel better overall, but look better overall. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so when I, again, that's what I do as I learn things myself, I share those with others. So I share that a lot with my clients that, you know, what we put in ourselves on ourselves around ourselves makes a big difference in how, you know, how we feel. And so really taking a look at what we're eating and it doesn't have to be like, I'm not a big extremist. And, you know, as we'll probably talk in a little bit, I have some history of an eating disorder and restrictive eating. So I'm not into all of that, but it's like balancing things. And can we add more natural things? I was out with a couple of friends who are my clients also today. And we talked about that, like adding, just having more natural things like not things in a can, but can we just cut up and make a big salad and maybe put some, you know, grilled chicken on there, you know, and, you know, we can get a lot of our things from our food, but it's really more evident these days that we have to supplement. We need to, again, when we take medications, when we are on different prescriptions, it can disrupt that intestinal flora. And so, Again, we can do things to replace that naturally, but it's really good to, to supplement as well. And so that's why, you know, I represent a really high quality supplement line. And so I recommend to just those, that good bacteria, the probiotics, the digestive enzymes, um, and just again, yeah. eating the rainbow, right? So um, just getting those good, that good food in oh, and just my clean gosh. up, yes. you know, clean up our diets. Yeah, I um I, I I relate and I have a story even myself last Lent. So last year going into Easter and how many people know about Lent, but anyway, it's basically where you give up something um for religious purposes for 40 days. And so a friend of mine who is Catholic, we both were like, Okay, for Lent we're going raw vegan. 
Now, that is extreme. That is super restrictive. We did it. But at the same time, um, personally, I have two uh, MTHFR mutations in my DNA. And so I didn't know, right, that going raw vegan was going to be a problem. I did 40 days raw vegan. My energy bellied out. Normally, people are like, oh, you get super high energy. You get clear skin. You get all these benefits. And I was like, shrinking inside and just extreme exhaustion. And so ran blood work the week of Easter, found out my vitamin B was messed up. Um, I had other deficiencies that were messed up and uh, contacted one of my own functional medicine uh, doctors who's an instructor of doctors. And she's like, you with these mutations cannot do that. Your body Mm. needs animal fat. You need blah, 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 right? And I was like, eye-opening for me, too much restriction. Well, and that's, um, what I, you know, that's what I get frustrated with when people say, oh, like keto is so good for everybody or being a vegan so good for everybody. It's really not necessarily because of these type of things. Now, like a lot of people, again, can benefit from, you know, certain type of diets or, um, but you really do have to be careful. And I don't know enough about like eating for your blood type and, you know, those type of things. But I do know that there is, it's not, there's not one size fits there's all. There's not, type of for sure. And, and I um, love vegan recipes, but at the same time, I know it's with balance. And if I want to eat cheese, I'm going to eat cheese. Or if I want mm-hmm. a hamburger, because my body says, hey, I'm craving beef, I'm going to go get a hamburger. Right. So I think that's important. Uh, so in that kind of same line there, Moira, your history, I want you to explain a little bit about how restrictive eating impacted your own history and how you learned through that and how you've been able to help your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when I was in college, um, I started to just struggle with some self-confidence and, you know, it was that, you know, I was had raised in a great family siblings, great parents, um, but pretty, you know, pretty conservative and follow along with the parents say and that type of thing. And um, when I went away to school, even though my one of my sisters was there with me, I just had a hard time kind of making decisions and feeling confident about myself. And I don't really know how it happened, but I just started to, um, the way that I kind of took care of that anxiety, if you will, is I just started to restrict what I ate. I just was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And it, you know, it started slowly, but it was kind of my way of, um, as I learned, you know, my way of kind of controlling those feelings Uh that I had that I wasn't really sure what to do with. Uh And so, um, I had gotten, um, I got mono the first, you know, semester of college, Um, you know, my health started to decline and, and I, again, I, was restricting. And so I was losing weight and things like that and having a hard time in school academically. And, um, thankfully good friends are really a good thing to have. And, um, my friends started to see what was happening and they, you know, we had free counseling at our school. Um, a lot of colleges do, and they recommended I go talk to somebody. Now I was in the nursing program at the time and I was like, Oh, come on. I know what they're going to ask me and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I went and I started to talk about what was going on and what was going on with me and those feelings. And I had somebody to, to listen. 
And, um, and so I learned that that was, again, that was the way that I was dealing with the anxiety and the stress, the anxiety and all those things that were happening. Like I went to school and like, again, I had a sister who was there before me and she's a smart gal and she was, she's different than me, but she was high academics. And so she was Phi Beta Cap and all these great things academically. Well, I was a great student, but I was a B student and I'm much more social and connection and stuff like that. So I was involved in other things. Now, my parents would tell you today that they're like, well, we didn't treat you any differently than her. Or it seemed to be that they visited her more than me. And, you know, it was those type of things. And it was this, it was a tough academic school. You know, my friends wanted me to, to drink with them. You know, I was dating somebody. There was just these pressures to do things that I was really, again, had a hard time just standing up, you know, on my own and making those decisions. I was unsure. And so, um, Again, I learned that and I've learned so much more since then, but that was, again, my coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. I feel and, like um, in today's age, there's a lot of people that may have stress or anxiety just with everything going on, on top of, you know, remote school, remote work, and <clears throat> the disconnect from from engagement with other people and to be able to actually sit across the table and have a cup of tea or something and have that connection. So I think people can probably relate very well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, as I said earlier, I'm a mom of four kids and our daughter, when she was in high school, um, middle school a little bit, um, but really in high school, she started to struggle um, and started to develop an eating disorder as well. And that also that restrictive eating and, um, um, and she's still on that journey today, seven years later, although she um, is in a good place at this point. But, you know, it was a tough it was a tough thing when my past was seemingly repeating itself in front of my face. It was um, something that was really scary and it really made my husband and I just kind of stop and go, what is going on? And again, I've learned through um, through this journey of helping her and learning more myself and helping myself and healing kind of again, learning as I reflected back on my own experience that um, it's really not about, it's not about the food. It's about, again, our way of coping with whatever is going on, you know, our feelings that are coming up. And some people choose to restrict what they eat. Some people choose to get rid of the food that they eat. Some people choose to drink, do drugs, shop a lot, be online a lot, like just they do things but as I've learned, again, it's not about the food. It's not about the alcohol. It's about what are you numbing yourself out to? What are you um, filling yourself up with? Or what are the feelings that even though you feel empty, like you feel something and you don't want to feel these things. So again, for some people who've never really thought too much about that or looked at somebody who's anorexic or they're an alcoholic and they think, oh my gosh, why don't they just, I mean, I had friends of mine and even parents of, um, a mother of one of my friends in high school when I came back from college and she saw how thin I was, she goes, just eat, honey, just eat. And it's like, it's, it's not just, that easy. Like, just stop drinking. Right? right. Like it's just not that easy because it's really not, it's not about that. It's really more that what's underneath that and what, um, I learned and I've learned through our daughter is that kind of over time, we're just kind of pushing our feelings down and we're not letting them out or we're not figuring out how to deal with that. You know, I again had a, 
one, had a wonderful mother um, who passed on the beginning of this year and we had a decent relationship, but I wasn't like super close with her. So I didn't feel like when I started to struggle that I was like, oh, I'm calling my mom and mom, you know, I'm having a hard time. We just didn't have that kind of relationship. So I just kind of did things on my own. And um, again, I chose some maladaptive behaviors. Um, and again, I've just learned that along the way. And like I said, a couple of years ago, I just, I've been fairly open about my struggle with my daughter and a bit of her story too. But as she's gotten older, you know, it's really her story to tell. <clears throat> but I felt like there was there was a place for someone like me who had a daughter that was struggling and perhaps, you know, other parents or other caregivers or other friends could relate to my story that like things really, that stress impacted me mm-hmm. and my health started to decline. I started to realize really the impact of stress on our, our, and again, through some suggestions of some friends, I started to go get some help for myself and I started yeah. to go you know, um, speak with a counselor who was an eating disorder expert. And she said, I usually see the kids like, what are you doing here? I'm like, well, I got a, like some pains being triggered with this. So I needed to get some help. And, um, you know, I started to realize that we've all heard this before, right? We need to take care of ourselves first. We need to put that oxygen mask on first. We need to fill our cup up, but I'm a nurse and I'm a mom of four kids and I'm an entrepreneur and I just help other people. I solve problems. You know, that's what I'm good at. And I was doing so much of that, but not doing that for to me. For, you know, I wasn't yeah. taking care of myself first. It is so interesting. I have so much that I like now I'm like, hmm, no one asked this and this. But I want to point out the point that it is so commonplace. I mean, myself, mom of three right now, the remote school where it's, it's kind of chaotic in our house this week. And and this morning when I woke up, I realized like, because yesterday I had triggering moments and I was yelling at people and I'm like, this is not appropriate. I'm acting like my mother. I don't yeah. like to yell at my children because I didn't appreciate it as a child. And um, and so I was like, I'm getting up this morning. I'm going to go do my yoga. I'm going to do my workout. I'm going to do my journaling. And then we're going to have breakfast. And so it was like this prioritization that you have to be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Um, for a parent who, like myself – three girls that I'm raising, right? The oldest is fifth grade. Are there indicators where you saw like different stressors looking back that you would have been like, oh, I probably, not that you regret it, but at some point you could, you know, help another parent be like, these are things you might want to look for if your child is going to pick up a control habit, whether Mm -hmm. they pick up smoking or they pick up, you know, alcoholism at a young age or restrictive eating or excessive exercise or there's so many things that they can do. Yeah, there are. And, you know, a lot of those type of behaviors, they start to develop kind of in secret. You know, a lot of times we don't see them because as I do look back, um, and even as my daughter has shared with us, there were times that we didn't see things. And um, because she was in a room or out for a walk in the park or went, you know, rollerblading around the park for an hour and a half or whatever. And, um, but you know, what I always share with, with moms and dads is that like, if, you know, just, I always say like, have the open door policy, like the door should be open with your kids' bedrooms, even when they're, you know, just by themselves. I think it's a good idea to know what your kids are up to. Um, I, um, 
and just keep try to the best you can. But kids are sometimes tough when they, especially when they get to be teenagers. But just try to have that open communication. <coughs> I created, well, I didn't create this, but again, it was a suggestion of a friend. But when the kids were kind of middle school, high school, I told them all, I gave them all a little notebook. <clears throat> and I said, you know, if there's something that you're like, want to talk to me about, but you're kind of like nervous and you want to share with me, like write it in the notebook and then like slip it under my pillow or like before you go to school, like put it on my bed. I and love that a idea. Couple of the kids did that a couple of times. And it was just, again, it was kind of their safe way of telling me something, but they couldn't really tell me, you know? Yeah. And um, again, somebody told me that and it, it served us well. Um, and um, even though just a couple of the kids used that, but I think that um, just that idea of trying to keep the open lines and always telling your kids, hey, e- even if you feel like we're, you're going to get in trouble, like I always, would always tell my kids, like, I'd rather you tell me like that you broke the lamp uh-huh. instead of like waiting for me to find the lamp, right? Because <laughs> exactly, right? when I find the broken lamp, like just come to me and tell me that. Um, and, um, um, you know, just, and I think most importantly is that we need to, we need to love ourselves and we need to talk well about ourselves. Um, there was plenty of guilt that I, um, went through and forgiveness that I gave myself. Um, I have a wellness company. I talk about, you know, we talk about diet and weight loss. Um, I don't do that. I have changed my languaging throughout the years, but there certainly were times that I had little weight loss groups here and the women who wanted to lose a few pounds. And I wondered, boy, did I do too much about that? Um, So we just have to be careful because certainly us women, we are not kind to ourselves. Um, We look at all of the flaws that we have as um, as opposed to, you know, celebrating what we do have and what God gave us in this beautiful vessel of a body that God gave us, regardless of the shape or size or things like that. And um, I think that's the most important thing that we can do for our girls and boys is to just be kind to ourselves and not be like, Oh, I just have to start dieting. I have to do this. Like, you know, be kind. Yeah. It's not always easy. Again, I'm 58 years old and um, gone through my fair share of um, body dysmorphia and, body image issues and things like that, but just being kind to ourselves and giving ourselves grace because our kids pick up that we are like the live, you know, we need to be like the living example of what it is like to take care of ourselves uh-huh. and to also not be perfect. Uh-huh. Not perfect. We can, we have our flaws too. We have our bad days. Um, I started to show my kids my emotions. I would cry and they'd look at me and I'm like, yeah, I know you haven't really seen me cry before. But I used to keep it all inside. Now I'm like, hey, I'm having a hard day. Your sister called and she's in a bad spot and it's making me sad. Yeah, I think it's so important for us to be open with our children like that. Um, I have noticed – I've got multiracial girls, which most people know that, but if you're new to the podcast. So we have all different types of hair. And I have noticed in both the black community and the white community, there are external people that hair shame. And I'm like, you know what? If you don't want to do your hair today, just put a stocking cap on or just wear it. I don't care. Um, but it it is interesting because whether it's hair shame or body shame, I think you have to become aware of it so later on you can call out that's bull. Like 
that's not, you know, you got to call them on it. And I've actually done that with a few family members. I'm like, you're shaming. And mm-hmm. we don't do that. Like, you don't call somebody fat. You don't tell them they have a big stomach. We don't tell them that they didn't comb their hair because they may have combed their hair and it just doesn't look like it now. Um, right. I was just like, I mean, can't I continue called, to do uh, that. You know, we had a, our high school here, we had, they had like a little, um, I don't know, like a little magazine, like monthly magazine or I don't know what it was. But my daughter brought it home and like the first, it was like before it came out right before Thanksgiving or something. And they had like check, you know, like check, check, check. Like these are the things that you do when you're on vacation, you know, when you're off and, you know, maybe just eat a little less now and maybe go for a really long walk. I was like, what? Like oh you have called that editor, you know, that teacher. And I just gave her a piece of my mind. Now she didn't really think that I was you know, what I was saying was was necessarily valid. Oh, we're just trying to give some suggestions. I go, are you kidding me? You have, you know, I was learning more and more about that high school community and like all of the kids that were like the revolving door of children uh-huh. going in and out of treatment and anxiety and, you know, counseling and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you have a huge issue here at your school and you think this is okay to give the kids direction to go home and like, just maybe not eat all day because you're going to have Thanksgiving dinner at night. Like that's not, that no. is not right. No, not right. at all. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So I do, I think you're, it's right, Moira, what you're saying. It is about kind of just being ourselves, good, bad, crying, whatever, you know, like dry, dry shampoo days. It doesn't really matter. You just, if you love yourself, I think our children will pick up on that and begin mm-hmm. to love their own bodies for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. my girls and me always talk about since I have autoimmune conditions, I stopped like height wise growing in fourth grade. And so I am shorter and I have tiny feet because of that growth, um, problem I had as from my celiac disease. And so my 10 year old now has larger feet and, um, is wearing like bigger pants than me. And it's not about her being fat. It's just that she's going to be taller. And mm-hmm. she's going to be, you know, and she's in two sports and she's built for sports. And and it's kind of interesting, but we have these conversations because they're like, well, I don't want to be bigger than you. And I'm like, you do want to be bigger than me because I was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I commend you for, you know, getting up a little early and going to do your, you know, yoga and your meditation. It's another thing that's been a huge part of my journey is just that morning routine, um, you know, of um, well, nope, I'm an empty nester now. So it's just my husband and I, but you know, if the kids were home, they know that in the morning, if they don't know where I'm at, I'm usually in the front room. I'm either at the front room or I'm maybe at the health club or Uh going for a walk, you know, in the park. Um, I just find my quiet time to just really think and meditate and pray and journal. Journaling has been kind of big part and, um, and just setting that time aside if it's a little bit of time or an hour but How it's just is that like, that extra mindfulness played out like for your own business and for your life? I just again, I just have learned that when I start my days that way, I'm just much more I'm just I show up better for my for myself, for my life, for my business. Um, you know, I never really as until I started to do yoga, um, you know, and in the beginning, one of my you know, lovely friends who, um, I just love learning yoga from her. And she talked about being present and your breath and all that. And I'm sure, you know, your listeners who know about yoga, they just like, yeah, yes, that's what, well, it was just kind of like, what does that mean? Like being, 
And, um, but it means slowing down enough to like, I'm, I mean, you know me, I'm like a go getter. I like just go and take on the day and stuff like that. But I learned that like, when I, I got to slow down and, you know, sometimes the answers come when we're going through and we're setting our goals and we're accomplishing. But I learned that a lot of my answers, if you will, or a lot, a lot of my, um, that mindfulness, it comes when I slow down and listen and, um, just kind of reset. Um, which again, in the beginning, I just encourage people, like, if they're like, this sounds just so like, I can't do that. Like, just, just start because again, when I started, it was like, it was hard for me to sit. It was hard for me to do those yoga poses. It was hard for me to like, what am I like? I do a lot of guided meditation. You know, some people will sit in the quiet and stuff. I put my earplugs in or earphones in and I go to insight timer and I find something that guides me along. Cause that's what I need. You know, I need the sound. Sometimes I need the guidance. I need the candle burning and the essential oils and stuff like that for me to really get into that. Yeah. Um, but it just took starting. And again, I just find that that has made a big impact because I've learned that the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. And so when we start our days with that mindfulness and ground ourselves and set a beautiful intention for the day, be it that with our life or with our business, it just, it translates into the rest of our, and when we get into those anxious moments, like they teach us in yoga, you can go back to the breath. You can just slow down for a little bit, take a few deep breaths, maybe write down your feelings and then yeah. go into your day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so true. Like, and it's interesting too. So I was diagnosed with celiac 2007 and they were like, it's all about diet and exercise. If you do diet and exercise, right. And so in my mind, I interpreted that into gluten-free restrictive eating, which I have now tried to move away from. I mean, I still have to be gluten-free, but I don't have to like not eat this and not eat that. I just have to have the gluten-free version of macaroni and cheese if I want it. But at the same time, I also interpreted that in my mind because I grew up where, you know, Jane Fonda was on the TV and all this. And so it was like cardio. That's what exercise was. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. was not what I needed. But (laughs) it took me a long time to figure out that the CrossFit and the the HIIT workouts and the extra cardio wasn't so great for my bones and my joints because of the malnutrition due to the disease. And so I went back to yoga. I was doing yoga, I don't know, when I was pregnant because I felt like I couldn't do a full workout. And then I went back to yoga about two and a half years ago. And it's just been a game changer, mm-hmm. huge game changer. Because yeah, you still have the flexibility, you have the strength. Um, but you do have that mindfulness and you learn how to sit uh, in quietness. And it's it's mm-hmm. very interesting what you hear come through from whatever you believe in. But when right. you're just sitting still, you hear so much, whether it's, you know, guidance, direction, answers. Um, today, my, my oldest is missing a library book. She's got to write a book report and we can't find the book in the house. And I'm like, Books in the house. We haven't been anywhere. So it's in here somewhere. And so I was like, well, why don't you just start repeating? Thank you for finding the book. Thank you for finding the book. And she's like, it's not going to help. I'm like, well, if you believe that, then you're not going to find your book. <laughs> so there, I think that you're right. That morning mindset can incorporate throughout our day for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that same thing with like exercise, like I was a marathon runner for a while, you know, I started to run and <clears throat> that was kind of like my 
socialization with my local health club. And I met some good friends that way. And they challenged us to run faster and run longer and stuff. And so I was, I was a runner. I would get up and just run six, eight miles in the morning kind of thing. And um, I loved that. And then I've learned over time that it doesn't have to be all cardio. Now, I love, I did box and burn today. So I was boxing and cardio and strength and all that in one 45 minute, you know, swoop. But, um, but it, it is a mindset shift of like, it doesn't have to be all like, go, go, go and run. How fast can you go? And how long can you go? And stuff like that. Um, sometimes those um, yoga classes can be just as powerful. And um, again, you have that flexibility, that strength. Um, it's a good thing. But it took it me a while to be like, you know, that this is okay as my form of exercise, right? It's that mindset again. It's just a reset yeah. in what you believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, yeah. so true. Yeah. Um, I have one kind of last question. Mm -hmm. How do you cultivate guts every day? Well, um, you know, it was, I, I spoke with somebody after my class today and I told them about something that I did this weekend, which was, um, really outside of my comfort zone. It was, uh, a different type of photo shoot, if you will. And I'll just leave it at that. And, um, it was something that I was going to, um, do as a, it was a fundraiser. And so I was supporting other people. I felt like it was, um, it is a gift for my husband, but, you know, I learned that it was really a gift for me to really, um, and it was so empowering. I got a little emotional at the end of it and um, like how empowering it was and that I needed to do that for myself for like everything that I've gone through and every day that I felt like I wasn't good enough or pretty enough or smart enough and all those Stuart Smiley things, you know, like I wasn't enough in everything that I've come through. And I've lived enough of my life. I'm 58 years old that I just don't want it to be, I don't want it to be the same. I don't want it to be just like, you know, settling, if you will. I don't want to. And, um, and it's taken a long time, but I just, as I tell some of my teammates and my friends, I'm like, I am all in to life. Like I am just like, and that's what this girlfriend said. She goes, Oh my gosh, the stuff that you do is like so inspiring. And I said, well, thank you. I said, that's part of the reason why I do it is to, to sh again, show other people that like we can live a great life and I don't do it to be boastful and like, wow, look at me. I do it to say, you know what? I've been there. I've been on my knees in this kitchen praying to the God that I believe in to not take my daughter, to not, you know, take my business, to help my marriage, to help my life. You know, I've been there and I feel like, and I've learned a way to get up and to go forth every day. And, um, and it's really scary sometimes, but it's really, again, when I drove home on Sunday, I was so empowered, like, wow, like this is pretty, I feel great about me. And it's taken me a long time to feel that way. But I do that every day because I know that, again, even on the days that I don't feel that good, I just get up and I show up. And I started ballroom dance lessons because I was like, oh, I just want to have some fun. Like, it's just, it's like, it's just that, again, I just try to be brave and, you know, put on that courage every day because I find that when I do it, Again, the way that we do one thing is the way that do we everything. So if I can be courageous 
even just in my mindfulness in the morning, I find that I can find courage in something else, you know, and talking to somebody or creating a podcast or creating a journal or something like that. Um, and again, our life is meant to be lived and enjoyed. And I've been through plenty of my life where I haven't been happy. And I'm just, again, I li- I've lived long enough that I wanted something different. And so that's why, again, I find that courage in the guts every day. And I really encourage other people to do it. I just want, I'm all about connection and, and um, just, again, empowering, not only myself, but empowering those around me. That is awesome. So yeah, cool. Thank you. So, so fun. As you said that, it made me like, yeah, definitely stepping outside your box, finding courage every day and and finding playfulness. Like me and a neighbor recently, um, normally in the summer, we make the kids push us on the swings. It's just like a fun thing. They always are like, you act like the children and make us act like the adults. But um, we went and played on the ice over the weekend and just pulled each other around in sleds. And again, my daughter's like, mom, you're not supposed to be on the sled. I was like, you know what? If I want to sit down and be pulled, I can do that. So right, right. I love your answer. How can uh, listeners find you? Uh, well, they very simply um, can find me at moyragorski.com. I just redid my my website. So um, I'm sure they'll see in the show notes how to spell my name too, but M-O-Y-R-A, gorski.com. You can find me there. I am all on social media, so you'll find me. On um, Facebook, Instagram is Green Gorski, certainly on LinkedIn as well. And you can find my podcast, um, Juggling the Chaos of Recovery podcast. I'm on um, the different, um, um, you know, major podcast networks, if you will, with Podbean and um, iTunes and Spotify. And um, again, I love to connect with others. So um, find me there, connect up. And um, if anything, if I can do anything to, again, encourage or support, um, I'm all about that. You can find me there. I love it. My journal, again, link to my podcast, pretty much everything on that. We'll get those links in the show notes to your podcast and to your social media and your website uh, so people can easily just click through. And um, thank you. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I love this too. This is what my... um, this is what my podcast is all about too, is just, again, these conversations. And um, I feel like if we can help one person or a couple of people, um, then, you know, our conversations are worth it. So I really appreciate you having me here. Thank you so much. Yeah. Welcome. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Share with me what your favorite part was and share when you will try some of the practices that me and Moira discussed. Ask me any questions. I'm here for you and I'm excited to see all of your benefits. Satnam, love you guys. So if you love this episode, remember to share it with your friends and send it to anyone who may love this inspiration and information that we shared today. To get my newest book, Hacking Your Health, The Three-Week Detox, you can go to Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, or anywhere books are sold to pick up the book. We also want to let you know that we have a brand new live event coming out in February around a masterclass for gardening, and you can get those details at www.cultivatingguts.com, and you can sign up for the live event. And you can also purchase your brand new The Ultimate Green Witch Gardening planner, which is just coming out. It's going to be released on the lunar new moon, 
So the lunar, uh, the new, the moon, the, oh my goodness, I can't even speak. The lunar new moon is February 1st. That is when the lunar, which is the moon, right? The, the new year for the moon starts, the new moon cycles start and everything, and it makes its annual trip around. Uh, and so we are releasing our ultimate Greenwich Garden Planner at that time on February 1st. You can pre-purchase it now also at www.cultivatingguts.com or you can purchase our ultimate Green Witch Gardening Masterclass Bundle, which includes a printed planner, the PDF planner, along with a live two-hour class where we're going to utilize the planner to set up our gardens for joyful harvesting in the 2022 season. And if you uh, send me an email, I will send you an early bird discount code and you can save $20 off that bundle. So send me an email at tiffany at gfmomcertified.com. Ask me for the ultimate green witch gardening planner bundle early bird discount code, and I'll get that back out to you, and you can get all set up and signed up there. And we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. Have a wonderful day.